another mini-sode here, and, you know, we talk about this a lot, I feel like, Jade, but haven't really talked about it much on the show. Both of us like to watch movies and TV shows when we're streaming with the captions on. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about why. I have a few reasons why yeah. I like to do it, and I wasn't a believer in it <laughs> until I started doing it. I don't know. I just randomly started doing it a few years ago. I think actually my wow. fiance Danielle, like, recommended it, and I was like, this is really weird. Why are we doing this? And no. I love it now. I can't, I can't go, go back. back. Yeah. No. For me, I start, it started in actually, I think, like, middle school or high school because we've always had an open concept home where basically the kitchen was, like, right in the living room. Ah. And... One of my things, of course, coming home from school, I always have like my shows, and this was like pre-DVR days, so it was like when something was airing, it that was it. I couldn't fast forward, pause, rewind, so if I missed something, I missed it. And my parents, I swear to God, I would always be in the kitchen <laughs> messing with something, using the ice maker, turning the sink on, washing dishes, and I couldn't hear. My mom always used to vacuum, it felt like, when yeah. we were watching films, I and I'm like, yes. we had to pause, and you're like, like, no, I'm when, trying to listen. It's <laughs> right when you're trying to, it's like something important, and it's like always like during the most important scenes. Yes. I swear to God. So after a while, I was like, you know, I'm just going to put the captions on because I keep missing things that characters are saying that's like important to the plot. And then ever since, that's pretty much how I've always watched TV and movies. And to this day, honestly, guys, if you don't do it, please do it. Because first of all, there's things that I catch that I would have never caught even with the most ideal surroundings. Um, And there was even like there was even a part in WandaVision where there was something that wasn't even audible, that it was only in the captions, that only people who watched with captions knew about. Um, and not only that, but like that's how I learned characters' names and I could figure out who's who, what yep. songs are playing, which I like because, you know, when some a good song plays, I'm like, ooh, what is that? I don't have to like shazam it or whatever. I just see, oh, that's the artist. You know, you, you know, another thing that captions have really helped me, it's helped me with, I mean, I've always felt like I had strong reading comprehension skills, but I mean, <laughs> when you're watching like medical shows or even shows about law oh, or yeah. dramas, you're seeing proper spellings for things yes. or, you know, I, we both, I know, like to watch, yeah, like we both like to watch a lot of British shows or mm-hmm. shows from Ireland and you get regional words or accents in yes. words so you can like see them and recognize them and you're yeah, like oh how wow they're supposed to be pronounced yeah. and character names like you said this already but yes. i mean i actually learn and retain character names now because you're seeing them on the screen so right. often and because i mean you know when you really think about it in certain movies or tv shows you might only get a main character's name or one of their sidekicks a handful of times and yeah. you're just expected to know who that person is yes when you see the subtitles you get that a lot more often and What I love, too, is in fast dialogue shows sometimes, you know, I'm thinking of like comedies, uh, Veep comes to mind, uh, maybe Fleabag, you know, as well, where it's this quick, witty banter. rapid fire speaking. If you're not closely paying attention to that dialogue, you will miss words or context that come up later. And in hearing it and both reading it at the same time, I feel like I'm able to more easily and rapidly digest yes. movies and TV right. shows. And this helps me with plot too. Like it helps me follow along with the plot a lot easier and it just makes like the overall experience better because now I can understand what's going on. And also when, you know, you're eating and watching television, <laughs> exactly. instead of hearing like the crunching in your ears from like chips or something, like I can be like, oh, well, now I'm not missing it because I'm reading it. <laughs> well, it also helps too with, you know, we mentioned some accents, like not only when people have 
heavy accents, but also when you have, you know, an a, uh, actor like Sylvester Stallone comes to mind. Like when you have someone who's garbled yes. or, you know, the line isn't, you know, clear. Sometimes audio is so low and then like the action is so high, you know, when like some. Yeah. And you yeah, can't really hear it all hear that it. well unless you have an amazing sound system, you yes. know. So you're getting still getting that context. You're having to go back and figure it out. Or like I remember years ago having conversations about what I thought was a scene or what I thought a line was and someone going, <laughs> kind of like when you listen to a, a song on the radio and you're like, that's oh. not the line yes. like now you don't really have that issue also too one of the things i know in in some of the shows that i watch is you gain a another level of respect for music in oh, for t- sure. especially tv shows i found yeah. where there will be subtext in some of the musical lines that yep. you wouldn't pick up because either the music is so low or you're trying to f- focus on the action that now you're yeah. like, oh, wait, like that you're line. hearing the beat, you're not paying attention to the lyrics. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, wow, that line ties in perfectly with what's happening on the scene. Like, I was just watching Atypical. I talked about this in the last show. One of the great things is there's, uh, I, I'm trying to remember the exact scene or what episode because I've watched all the seasons so rapidly back to back, but they're having this really emotional moment where, you know, I think they were fighting or trying to make up or something. And the music that wove in underneath, it was mm-hmm. so low, you wouldn't have been able to really pick up on it. But the lines in that scene, so closely related to what was going on, it added a whole new layer of subtext yeah. to what was happening in the scene. It was it was fantastic. So. For sure. I mean, I I know like there's a whole thing out there, people who just are so against it, but I'm just convinced that they can't read fast and <laughs> truly missing out, I swear. But the other great thing about captions is it opened a whole world for me of international foreign films, like foreign language films, because I no longer felt that captions were a barrier, so I could watch anything because I always watch with captions. And that's what we want to talk a little more about today. And, you know, we wrote down a few of our favorite foreign films that we like. And you know what I really realized in making this list, Jade, is... I haven't been watching enough foreign film recently because most of the movies that I've written down are probably 10 to 15 years old with a few exceptions here and there. But and I don't really know why I've been watching a lot of foreign film because there's some great stuff out there. Yeah. You know, we were talking about this earlier and I, you know, some of my stuff is maybe five to like eight years old that I have on my list. But, you know, what I was thinking is I have recently been watching a lot of international or foreign language television shows Mm. more than I have film. And I think a big reason is because those are streaming and they're readily available to me. Whereas right now with foreign film, there's so much that's like available. I don't know what to pick and choose, like what's going to be good. And it's hard to sort through unless it's been nominated for like an Academy Award or maybe a Golden Globe. Those are really hard to pick out because there's really not as much information, at least in English, to figure out (laughs) which foreign films are worth watching. And, you know, you talk about shows, um, you know, I think one of the most recent shows I've watched that was foreign film, I mean, it's a few years old now, is The Rain. Oh, I love The Rain. Amazing. A really great film. But, you know, I was thinking about it, or or I should say TV show, show, not film, but... (laughs) You know, I was just thinking about this until a few years ago, getting foreign language TV shows was not as easily available as it is now on Netflix and some of the other streaming platforms. Like, aside from the BBC, really, what other, I mean, there really weren't that many other sources unless you ordered a series in a box set, you know. Right. Or, like, yeah, like there's very few network television shows that also like aired foreign like shows and I think now what I think is so great with I I've seen a lot 
mainly with Netflix, but I know HBO and Stars and a couple of those also have contracts. But Netflix, I know, will actually co-produce a mm. foreign show. So what they do is they will help pay for some of the production, and then they produce it in that country, but they own all the U.S. distribution rights. So basically they're saying, hey, you're also going to get this other massive audience from this country by us distributing it with you. Meanwhile, they grow their audience in their country. And because Netflix is an international you know, program, like, or app or whatever, like, now everyone can watch it from Netflix. It's, it's truly genius. Yeah. So let's dive into some of the movies that you have on your list here for foreign film that people yes. might want to be checking out. So my number one is Mirage. This is a Spanish show from Spain. and um, A Spanish show from Spain? <laughs> well, because I don't want to say Spanish, and then people just think it's Spanish language, but it yes. comes from another country. I get, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just for anyone else. But um, so anyways, it's about uh, this woman who moves into um, a childhood home of her a neighbor who's like close friends with her and um, the little boy that used to live in their house died he was hit by a car when he was very young and uh, so while her and her husband are kind of going through through some things in the house they go up in the attic and they find this old television and VHS tape of the little boy Nico playing his guitar and they're like oh wow like this is so interesting but uh what happens is like that night there's a huge storm and that television clicks on and so she goes in to investigate it and then she starts staring at the screen and then realizes that Nico who's recording himself in the past can now see her through the screen and she can see him so in this moment of realization she tells Nico you're going to die on this day and this time you're hit by a car and so this causes a butterfly effect and then she wakes up the next morning and time has been altered she no longer has her husband or her daughter and then there's a much bigger thing afoot by saving nico it affects something even larger and so she spends the whole time trying to figure out that and get her daughter back it's so good this is amazing like you know i i was looking this up on imdb as you were talking about it <laughs> and i i know i've seen the title like the the cover art i've seen yes. this before this is one that's distributed on netflix oh so i i'm gonna definitely be adding this to my list then because it looks excellent and like you said be, while having this conversation i've just realized i've been missing out on such great foreign film yes you know one so i i was looking through you know kind of some of the past things that i had watched on netflix to see if i had you know especially over the course of the pandemic digested any foreign film and there's one that i actually forgot about but it's so good it got a lot of attention it was nominated for a, a bafta actually oh, okay and it's a it, it's a danish film actually called another round and you oh. would recognize the lead actor in this um it's mads mickelson who's yes. in I feel like everything now. I mean, <laughs> truly, he's in Star Wars, like Rogue One. He's in Doctor Strange. He mm-hmm. was in the movie The Hunt. Like, so many things. Yeah. You know, it, this might be hard to describe if you're trying to think of his face, but if you look him up on IMDb, you're going to go, oh, he's yeah, that guy, guy that I've seen in everything, everything. in the background, usually, <laughs> of something. But he plays a teacher in this, and it's, it's himself, and it's uh, three other high school teachers, And they come across this study that essentially talks about, you know, when you're at a certain level of intoxication, you become more creative, you're not self-awareness, but you become a little more productive. Mm -hmm. And it's this experiment where they go, let's try this out. Because essentially what they they do is they're kind of all going through a midlife crisis of some sort. 
<laughs> so, and you can tell with each one of them, there's something like the the main character who I'm trying to remember his name. I think he's Martin, uh, that's played by Mads Mikkelsen. He's kind of going through a thing with his family where he's having marital problems, and he's kind of portrayed as this boring guy that does the same thing and is very predictable. Like he used to be this kind of really smart up and coming professor, and then mm-hmm. you know life happened, and he's just kind of your average husband's guy that goes to work every day and his wife is less inspired with him so he starts trying this out and you know what we find at first is that they're all like oh wow this is really working and i feel more motivated to teach and i feel (laughs) more engaged with my students and i want to you know have better sex with my wife but then as the movie progresses of course things start to kind of fall apart one of the teachers really falls off the wagon Mm. he gets super intoxicated all the time and is getting drunk in school and at class yikes (laughs) um but like it kind of takes this odd artsy approach like at the end like nothing really uh, resolves spoiler um perfectly for everyone so i don't know i really liked it i thought it was really enjoyable Uh, it had some really funny comedic moments it was very dramatic and just a little different from everything else that you're seeing out there and Mm, even it being in danish um and and having the subtitles that we talked about I, i still found myself really like engaged the entire time and wanting to watch it. So definitely yeah. something that I'd recommend. It got a little bit of attention and some nominations for awards. And it's something I think it's streaming on Netflix right now or Hulu. I'll have okay. to check on one that. But it's, it's it's definitely something you should add to your list. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Um, there's one that I don't know if you've seen or not. Uh-oh. It's available on Hulu, but it's from South Korea. And it's called The Villainess. No. Oh. Sounds right up my alley, though. Okay, if you are a fan of just, like, this is the perfect combination of excellent martial arts and cinematography. And the cinematography in this is brilliant for action. I haven't seen a lot of action films use the same styles that uh, this director uses, but honestly, it's incredible. It's a story about this woman who her father, I think, was killed when she was young, and she's taken in by the men who basically killed him, and then she is trained to become an assassin for them, and she falls in love with the one guy, but then he's murdered, and so she goes on this killing spree until she's captured, and she's actually captured by this like government agency who wants to turn her into an assassin for them, and so they give her this new life, and as she's given this so she's like she gets all this training and she becomes this like actress and she gets staged in this apartment and they give her this new assignment but the new assignment starts to bring up the reality of her dark past and I mean the parallels between these deep dark action scenes and then her kind of trying to live life as normally as possible when she's kind of doing her cover life um, is just it's so well done. The juxtaposition is amazing. And like I said, the action in this, like the fighting, the the use of the weapons and the cinematography are incredible. I mean, the camera work and towards the final fight scene is, oh, in the beginning. Oh, just wait till you watch the beginning. Oh. I mean, just the intro to this will immediately hook you. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. Like, it starts with, like, it's almost like FPS. Like, you're in her perspective fighting almost like through these guys and then all of a sudden the camera like pops out almost like of her and then it whips around to finally show her and then like the rest of the bad guys oh i mean brilliant and what's it called again the villainess the villainess i'm gonna i'm gonna write this down and i'm gonna be watching i'm gonna add this also to my list uh <laughs> yes. you know kind of keeping uh in that 
same part of the world. There's a South Korean film. I think you already know it, Jade. Probably. It got a lot of hype, but I still don't feel like enough people actually sat down and watched it, and that's Parasite. Oh, God. It won four Oscars. So it, good. It's so good. I mean, it won, uh, you know, Best Motion Picture. It won Directing. It won Screenplay. And also, it won Best International Film. Yeah. It was kind of a surprise. It was a dark horse yeah. that year, and I think it was 2019, mm-hmm. for Best Picture, but then ended up winning. It really deserves it. I mean, the director is it's um, Bong Joon Ho, who yep. uh, most people might not recognize that name. He's probably most well known for Snowpiercer um, yes. in 2013, and which Okja, which is a Netflix original film. Uh, yes, exactly. Well, I, maybe some people recognize that, but <laughs> <laughs> if you're like watching me. this, if you're listening to this, maybe. But um, Snowpiercer, I feel like, is one of the the more uh, underrated shows of are movies that kind of went under the radar. Like, I feel like there's a lot of hype for it, and then not as many people really saw it. I watched that when it was first released, and I remember trying to talk about it with my friends, and half of the... Everyone was like, what is that? What are you talking about? I was like, oh, it's Chris Evans. And they're like, I don't remember Chris Evans ever doing a yeah. movie like this year or whatever. And I was like, what? Are, like, what? And it was really good and odd. And Tilda Swinton's also in that. That's right. She is in that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Parasite. <laughs> I don't know how to really describe Parasite because I feel like it's a little bit of everything. I mean, essentially the whole story, uh, it revolves around this family, husband, wife, and two kids. And they're kind of all trying to make ends meet, right? Like they're doing odd jobs. They finally meet this family that they start. Well, it's it's who 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 gets the first job? I'm trying to remember. Son, because his friend is rich and kind of is in that inner circle, and I think he suggests him to be the tutor for I think the son, and then. Eventually, all of the family gets different jobs working for yes. this richer family. And and the rich family doesn't know they're related. No, at first, yeah, they don't know they're related. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then there's a whole dynamic with the old housekeeper where they get her kicked out. And yes. anyway, like, just to kind of give a little synopsis, essentially, I, the movie kind of twists and turns for me. It starts out as this kind of lighthearted, maybe kind of dry humor Slightly kind of comedic. a film. Yeah. And then it takes a really dark turn. Like, yes. it's definitely, you could classify <laughs> it, it as dark humor, maybe, but it also gets really dramatic. It gets yeah. introspective. It's kind of a commentary on class structure. Oh, for sure. It's commentary on class. really interesting and odd. And if you're really, if you're into that kind of, especially, I feel like Asian, like, you know, you watch some Chinese or Japanese or, or South Korean dramas, like, this is going to be right up your alley. And it's, even if you don't watch any of that, this is an excellent overall movie, regardless of the foreign, you know, language film that it is. Right. It's fucking fantastic. Like, you should add this to your list if you haven't seen Parasite yeah. yet. I mean, absolutely. It won all those awards for a reason. For a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, what else do you have on your list, Jade? Um, so this, I feel like, is... It's, I mean, it's quite old, but it's, it has to go on there. It's Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, I actually had this on my list, too. We made these lists already. Yep. That's well, Paris, you took Parasite for mine. I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, Pan's Labyrinth was one that I watched when I was pretty young. And I, at that point, really only watched martial arts films that were foreign language. I hadn't really watched anything else that was foreign language. And... Um, I remember watching this and I was just so completely blown away and it was to the point where I even forgot as an adult that it was even in Spanish. 
I until I rewatched no, it and it's then I good. was like, yeah. oh yeah, this is in Spanish because my brain was just like, yeah, this is just it's Guillermo del Toro, who's um, amazing. I mean, brilliant. Shape he of did. Water. I yeah, mean, Hellboy. Hellboy. Oh yeah, Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just, I, I like looked it down because I was looking at my list and I was like, oh yeah, he did do Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, like the first ones, not the David Harbor ones. No, not those. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, and this movie to me was just uh, the creatures and the creature acting, the visuals in this story. Is, the story's so good. Like oh my just God. alone, it's so yes. good. And it's been out for a long time. But for those who don't know the premise, basically, it's what nineteen. 40s, 40s, like, Spain. yeah. There's, like, war, um, and this young girl, her mother's marrying this, like, war general, so they're being moved out to his house, kind of in the country, and while she's there, she's kind of experiencing turmoil. Her mother's very, very pregnant, and she gets sick during the pregnancy. There's, like, a lot happening going on, so she's eventually enters this almost kind of, like, magical land in the forest, and she meets... Like horror Narnia. Yes, like horror like version of very Narnia. Very dark <laughs> versions of these characters. One of them, of course, is Pan. He's the one that brings her into this world. And as she goes into this world, she kind of comes across all these different creatures, and they're kind of tests for, like, like for her. Um, anyways, there's, there's much more that's very, like, that's a bigger message than just the... Uh, actual story of what's happening um and i highly suggest you watch it it's so beautiful it's, um, it's really the cinematography is amazing in it that is. film it, it's fantastic i know it was nominated for several things i don't know if it was I, actually for academy award but it it, I, I it definitely remember. deserves the hype that it got when it came out i think it won some stuff too looking back but yeah it, it's been hyped up for a while it's been out for a long time but if you haven't gone around to watching it because maybe you don't watch a lot of foreign language this is definitely one of when i tell you like you forget they're even speaking Spanish. Like you're just so immersed in it. Like it's totally agree. Yeah. Like I mean, I watched that movie when it first came out, and it, I, I felt the same way when I yeah. watched it. it. It's amazing. If you haven't watched it, you know, kind of around that same time period. Uh, going on to my next one, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon gets a lot of hype. Well deserved hype. It, I mean, I remember that movie when it first came out. Great movie. But you know. The movie that I like, I actually have this on DVD. I was looking through my DVD <laughs> library when we were talking about foreign film. I really liked Hero. The movie Hero, 2002, Jet oh, Li stars. Yeah. And, you know, the story's pretty straightforward. But to me, it's the visuals. The cinematography in this film is so... You know, something that's so different that you can get when only when you're watching something from another country. Like, this to me screams very Chinese cinema at the time when it came out. And, I mean, like, I'll give you an example. One of the things I love in this film is there's this kind of half fantasy, half realistic, really well shot duel that they have with samurai oh, swords. Yes, I understand that. And they, they're hopping from like these lily pads and like kind of skimming along this lake and actually running along the water at certain yeah. parts and having this fantastic duel that's just so visually pleasing with like water beads like whipping up and these perfect arcs of like swords going through yeah. it's just so well done and i remember just being completely blown away when i saw it. i was in college at the time watching this and like I said, the, I can't talk enough about the visuals. Like the stories, like I said, is it's pretty okay. It's about this nameless one that's essentially on this mission to assassinate an emperor. 
and so there's true, a whole yeah. bunch of plot twists that happen. He creates, you know, he, <laughs> yeah, there's he, a lot that goes on. He gets these, you know, characters to assist him, and then you find out plot twists. There's all this other stuff going on. But anyway, doesn't matter. It, it's just really fun to watch, and it's great. You know what? I I want to watch it now that. I have a 4K <laughs> TV <laughs> because I'm like, I wonder if this has been updated for like 4K experience because I bet the, the colors and the visuals are even that much better. So yeah, if you missed Hero when it came out in the early 2000s, you're definitely going to go back, add this to your foreign film list. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I'll just add one more into the mix. Uh, this one is an Italian movie. came out in 2019. So this one's pretty recent. It's called The Man Without Gravity. And um, it's really, it's, the, again, this is one that the cinematography is really well. It's very kind of fantastical and sweet, but it's about a young boy born in Italy who gravity does not affect him. Huh. So he floats. And his family decides to kind of hide him away because, of course, as we know, people love to poke and prod and, and figure <laughs> things out, you know. Um, so they keep him in their home, and he never really gets to, like, see the outside world. And then – it kind of fast forwards to him as a grown man and he decides, you know, I want to enter the world. I've never got to experience it. I want to experience it for the first time. And so he does. And his way of entering the world is he has to wear this backpack full of rocks that weighs him down. That's the only way that he can stay basically grounded. But then his secret becomes public and people start seeing him as you know, the man without gravity and it kind of starts to change this perspective of both him and the people around him and it's just it's very beautiful and it just kind of speaks to like what we see a society as different and how we can turn it to be good or bad and just it it's like yeah the, the elements of the film are just really beautiful it's streaming on Netflix, so definitely recommend. You can watch it now. I was saying, and we're going to put uh, our list of movies on our Facebook page so you can follow along, and we'll put all of the places they're streaming next to them as well. So in case you want to watch any of these, uh, you know, I'm going to throw one more in too, just just real quick before we wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is this is older, so uh, you know, it's not on my list of 50 essential that we've talked about before, but. I love the bicycle thieves and this is really old, like 1948, (laughs) but it's just a fun, like heartfelt story. Um, essentially about a working class man who gets his bike stolen and (laughs) he and his son set out to find it. And it's, you know, post-war Italy. So you see a lot of those types of elements Mm. in the movie and bicycle thieves is like, it's referenced in so many different things. And to me, it's one of those 1940s, like, Italian films that should be watched by most people. Yes. It, it's or, entertaining. And it's one of those that, like, the plot seems so simplistic, but what actually takes It's really place, emotional. Yeah. What, like, what takes place in the film is, like, it, it's so heart-wrenching and, like, beautiful, but, like, it just, yeah, like, I, I won't go through the whole plot, but, like, no. I remember the end, like, the first time I watched The Bicycle Thieves, like, being choked up at the ending, uh, the climax of the film. Like, oh. it's just... It, it's it's That's excellent. That's one I have to rewatch. I haven't watched yes. that in a hot minute uh, you know, since it, film school. <laughs> ever since ever since we've started doing this show, there are so many films I've started adding back into my cues because I've realized I've missed or or not remembered anymore uh, the finer points of the film. Yes. and like want to go back and be like, is this as good as I remember? Yeah, or am I just do I have some nostalgia associated with this film There's at the been- time? quite a few that I've gone back and watched recently that I'm like, ooh, this is not actually that good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it was just 
of the time, you know? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think that's all I have. I mean, I could talk about a few more foreign films, but I think that's all I have today. And uh, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. <laughs> and we're really bad at introducing ourselves. We're really bad, especially in these mini-sodes. But uh, continue to listen to Our Taste is Trash. You can, of course, find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And it really does help us out if you leave a review or a rating there. And, uh... Anything else we should tell the uh, listeners out there? Yeah, just uh, follow our podcast and then follow us on any socials. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube maybe eventually. And we just launched our website. So check us out on um, ourtastestrash.com. All right, and we'll see you uh, on Monday for, I'll not see you, I guess you'll hear from us on Monday for our next movie review. (laughs) So stick around. (laughs) 